I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, so it's clear that nature had no idea what to do with testicles. I mean, they're always hanging out, flopping this way and that, or even worse, sticking to your leg. That's why Tommy John created the hammock pouch. See, when you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, you're just that much more comfortable. So you can do everything better. By the way, I'm not even kidding here. I actually wear Tommy John's and love them. I'm serious. I would not be saying this right now unless I actually had a pair of Tommy John's on right now. I'm tempted to actually pull my pants down, but I probably won't do that. Maybe I will next time. But once you wear them like me, you're never going back. They've sold 13 million pairs of these. All right, so there's 13 million pairs of old balls, mine and the young, by the way, that love Tommy John underwear because everything stays in place. No more flopping, sticking, chafing, whole nine yards, right? Tommy John underwear has a non-rolling waistband for perfect fit. The legs never ride up. I'm telling you, this is all true. I'm not just saying this, all right? I wear them. I hate wearing underwear that has that weird like like in a freaking diaper right and with tommy john you've got the best pair you'll ever have in your life and that's guaranteed or they'll give it to you free so right now you get 20 percent off your first order at tommyjohn.com school that's 20 percent off your first order of underwear and loungewear at tommyjohn.com slash cool. That's tommyjohn.com slash school. See the site for details. Promise you, you're gonna love these. Ask for permission to ask questions. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the formal side of this in a second here, but I want I wanna think big picture here for a second, right? So yes, you're gonna ask for permission to ask questions. We'll have all the rules we'll go through, but watch the most important thing that you're looking to do here is to essentially weed out the non-buyers as quickly and elegantly as possible. I've said this to you many times, right? But, you know, it's almost like that, it's almost like the, it's the throwaway side to the, you know, because of course we want the buyers, right? So we're really interested is the buyers. The people who fall into one of two categories. The first category we call our buyers in heat. And a buyer in heat is your absolute best buyer, right? That's someone who needs your product, they want your product, they value your product, and they're feeling pain right now. They're feeling some discomfort about or a lack from not having that need. There's a need. They need to be feeling There's an itch. They got a scratch. Something that's making their life feel out of control in some way. That's a buyer in heat. So they need your product. They want your product. And in their own mind, they've already made a decision that, yes, I, I, I got to do this now. So the operative word here what really separates us, this is best buyer, is the word now. They've made a decision that I gotta fill this need now. It's a pressing need. It's not just a need, it's an urgent need, right? Now, that being said, okay, doesn't mean they're gonna buy your product. 
They haven't maybe made a decision to buy your particular brand or from you. But they have said, I gotta fill this need. Just because they are feeling pain doesn't mean the other elements of the straight line don't have to line up, right? They still have to trust you, trust the company that stands behind the product, right? The pain, number five, establish pain, but they still have to trust you, trust the company, you also think that your product is gonna be the best one, the best fit, so to speak, right? But the key here, the key, is that these buyers, right, they have made a decision to buy now. Near-term buyers, right? As opposed to the other set of buyers here, right, which are called your buyers in power. So you have buyers in heat, which are your absolute best buyers. They are feeling pain. They're out of control. They gotta get back in control. And your product, so to speak, serves as the bomb for that. You get it? They have a pain, you're the bomb. Simple, right? Buyers in power, right, are every bit as good as buyers in heat. The only difference is they haven't decided on this one word. Now. They have not said, I have to buy now. They'll say, yeah, like, I'm going to buy. I need this product. I want this product. And it'll make my life better. But I can wait around. Because I'm, I'm in position of power. The buyer in heat doesn't feel like he's in power. He's sort of out of control. He's out of power. You have the power. And a buyer in power... They're saying, you know, yeah, I need it, I want it, but ah, I can wait a week or two, whatever, until I find the best possible deal. Okay? But these are great buyers. Both of these great buyers. Buyers in heat, buyers in power. Okay? Now watch. Those are the first two. Imagine you, now let's go back to the first thing I said, right? You want to work for one hour and dial the phone 100, let's say we're going to dial the phone 100 times. This is your number of dials, okay? All number of doors you knock on. And let's say you're gonna be, let's say this is over a period, let's say call, call it two hours, okay? So in two hours, you're gonna dial the phone 100 times. That'll be a 400 dial day. Think it's hard? It's not, you can do it, okay? But if you get to 250, I'll be happy, all right? Another sip. So mathematically, what happens is, is of this 100 people, a certain percentage are gonna fall into this buyers category. They're gonna be your buyers. And then we divide those up again to buyers in heat, buyers in power. Very simple, right? And typically, by the way, you know, it's not, and, and, and again, this is totally, <clears throat> totally a function of how good or bad your marketing is, how targeted it is. If your marketing is very, you know, sort of random, not targeted, that number will be lower, the percentage will be lower, right? If your marketing is very targeted, then you'll have a lot more of these people. But typically, it's not unheard of, okay, for half of these people, about half of your pipeline, to fall into the realm of possible buyers, right? And then that leaves the other half of the pipeline to be your, what's called your looky-loos, or tire kickers, 
looking through the target tickers, and these are the people who I consider to be the most dangerous people of all to your success in the sales field. Your tire tickers, your buyers, your, your looky-loos. What these people do, and tire tickers come from the auto industry, right? And look-a-loos is from retail, they just come in, they, you know, they look at everything, they want to touch everything, right? They don't buy. The reason they're so destructive to you is that they disguise themselves, they disguise themselves as buyers in power, not buyers in heat. Just, I want you to really understand. Once you really understand what's going on, you'll be able to start making your decisions on the fly of who you should really take down the straight line and who you shouldn't. And that gets back to that first thing I said today is about really time management. So much of succeeding at sales at the highest level is learn to be an excellent time manager. Intraday, how to move and groove and not get bogged down in the bullshit that so many salesmen do that slow down the number of dials they make and also just take them off course by speaking to unqualified people who will never buy. Right? We have to, to really make this your year. You have to master this. So I gotta dig deeper into the psychology of what's really going on. So watch. Someone who's a buyer in heat, they're easy to recognize. They are so excited, they say things, they'll tell you, they'll tell you about their pain. As soon as you start asking questions, they're like, oh my God, let me tell you my tale of woe. It's, they, they, they're, not their heart, but they wear their pain on their sleeves, as the phrase goes. They're easy to spot, right? The buyers in power are easy to spot too because they're very attentive, they're typically informed, they need your product, they want your product, they've probably done some research about it, right? These people here though are the tricksters, those like you know Loki from Avengers, right? These are the people that disguise themselves as buyers in power. So to fully understand how to really weed them out of your pipeline, you have to know what's really behind them. Why would people do that? Why would someone want to waste your time? And really, what is the, the main thing that makes a looky or a tie kicker a tire kicker? So I'm gonna reveal that now. I mean, I've said it in the past here and there, but I wanna get laser guide here. So let's dig into this. Number one, the biggest thing, the number one thing that separates a looky-loo from a buyer in power is what? They guess, anyone? Scratch, money. 90% of the time, seriously, 90% of the time, they just can't afford it. And they wanna experience the thrill of touching something or looking at it or getting it and feeling like a big shot from it in a car as if they can afford it. Maybe they're showing off for something, partner with them, or they just wanna you know, experience it viscerally, take the test drive or whatever it might be, try on the clothes. The driving force, <clears throat> the driving force behind Look and Lose is money. Don't kid yourself, that's what it's about. So, what I want you to start doing right now is paying a lot closer attention to the financial aspects of your qualification. If you find yourself with a lot of people who you seem like they were, seem really interested, 
but then just, just when they earned that to be, you'll, you'll tell because your closer will be much lower than it should be. You'll have your line, I just really, really interested. You'll run the whole straight line on them, right? And just time and again, they're not buying from you. That is because of money. That's the big one. So you have to start sifting these people out up front. See, what happens is, let me explain. The biggest problem of a looky-loo is that is besides the time that you waste with them, is that you start thinking that there's something wrong with yourself or your pitch or your methods. You say, God, I don't get it. Like, you know, I spoke to, I pitched 10 people today or I pitched 20 people and only one person bought. And there was like seven of them in there that were just like, they were, they were so interested, they seemed so great, but like, I just couldn't get them over the line. Even I dropped the amount to buy, I get lowered their aggregate, it didn't work. My, and again, I can't dig into your business without looking at it firsthand, but my guess is gonna be here is that most of the time, that low closing rate was a function of you not spending enough time weeding out the non-buyers from the buyers.